Hey, what's up, you guys? And welcome to this week's episode of Influence-ish. For those of you who may be listening for the first time, because I know not everybody listens from the beginning, um, my name is Maddie. Um, welcome to my podcast. I am a college student. I attend Liberty University. Um, might as well reintroduce myself. <laughs> I go to Liberty University. I am a junior, and I am studying social work with a minor in global studies. And global studies basically is like international studies, so it's like all about um, communicating with other cultures and at Liberty um, with our global studies major has a lot to do with communicating the gospel and so that was actually my major for my first two years at my university and then I switched to social work um, last not last semester but the semester before so it's still relatively new to me but I do love social work so yeah there's a little introduction for those of you who do not know me It's been really cool um, seeing you guys posting the podcast on your stories. That's been really cool, and I feel like a lot of people have reached out to me over DMs, whether it's on my personal Instagram account or on the podcast Instagram account, or just texted me if they have my number, but just seeing the response to the podcast so far has been so cool. Um, I think this is week 12, if I'm right, or week 13. That's just so crazy that I've been recording the podcast for that many weeks. It's been really exciting. It's something that I literally look forward to every single week. Um, Sometimes I freak out because I'm like, what am I going to talk about this week? But it's crazy because I really do feel like the Lord always provides um, me something to share with you guys which has been really cool just being able to integrate my faith into the podcast because that is all that I am you know literally like my faith is all that I am and that's something that I want to keep at the center of this podcast so we are going to be talking about something faith related this week we don't every single week um, I feel like for the most part I do keep it very faith-based um but this week we're going to be talking about silence and solitude and before you guys click off the podcast or pause it and never press play again silence and solitude is it doesn't sound like the most exciting topic ever for a podcast episode but it is something that i believe that we should all become well acquainted with in order to grow our faiths and become acquainted with jesus so but before i get into that um i'm going to give you guys a little bit of a life update like i do at the beginning of all of my podcast episodes i want to catch up because you guys are my friends and I feel like every single time I record I'm just like this really just could be a conversation with a friend and that's how I want to format it but so since the last time we talked I talked to you guys about that I was going to go get two new tattoos and if you know me you know I love tattoos I have I think seven now which is weird um and cool I just that is just something that I enjoy. It might not be your cup of tea, but it is mine. Um, and one thing I've been learning is that it's okay if I'm not everybody's cup of tea. So tattoos are mine. They might not be yours, but they're mine. Um, but yeah, so I told you guys, if you guys listened to last week, then you know what I got. I did end up getting a little chair. And basically what the chair means to me, um, I feel like there have been... I, we can all relate to this in some aspect, but like there have been so many situations in my life to where I do not feel 
included you know like there's been friend friend groups or friendships to where like I haven't felt like my presence is needed or wanted um and I've sat at so many tables where like as soon as I get up and as soon as I leave like I become the topic of conversation like people talk behind my back and I know I'm not the only one who's experienced this and has experienced friendships or relationships where um it just really feels as though you're not included or like you're very obviously excluded or you're even excluded behind your back you know like you're not even excluded to your face um but it's almost as if like that seat even if you're occupying it at the table it doesn't really matter if it was you filling it or if it was some random other person you know like it wasn't your presence that was special but one thing that's been so cool about and honestly it relates to the topic today but like one thing that's been that I've been learning in my silence and solitude is just the fact that the Lord invites me you know like the Lord chooses me like out of all the people to be able to have this faith revealed to them like I'm so blessed at the fact that I have been raised in a Christian home and I will never ever take that for granted like the fact that I was raised in a Christian home with parents that taught me the truth. And the truth is that Jesus Christ has forgiven me for all of my sins, whether my sins are in the past or my sins in the present or my sins in the future. I'm already forgiven and that is the good news um, that I get to spend eternity in heaven with him. And I'm so blessed that that has been made known to me, you know? And because of that, I want to spread that to the ends of the earth. I want to tell as many people as possible. That is the Great Commission, is that we are to share that to all the nations so that everybody knows the glory of God. Um, But I'm so blessed. And he has a seat for me at this table, you know? Like the Lord has chosen me to know this good truth, this, this good news that I am able to spread it to other people. The worst thing I can do with knowing the gospel is not to spread it. And honestly, this podcast has really become a really cool avenue to like express my faith and to openly talk about something on a platform where I'm able to just like talk, you know, like I'm able to just express myself so candidly and openly and honestly, most of the time without a plan. Um, But the Lord has chosen me and has a seat for me and I think that's such a beautiful truth because there's been so many times where I have not been chosen you know like I even think back to I mean this is in a more literal sense but I even think back to like high school I can't imagine like feeling if I think about the times when I've felt the worst about myself it's in PE whether that was in like high school or middle school or I guess you didn't have PE in high school but like lower school or like elementary school and middle school PE That's probably the times when my self-esteem was at the lowest because if you know me, you know I have absolutely no athletic ability at all. That is one of my number one traits and I go to, like now that I'm in college, I kind of forget that about myself that like I'm so incredibly unathletic, but that's true. That's a huge Maddie characteristic is just being unathletic, Um, but it's funny because I literally forget that now that I'm in college, but I remember like being picked last for like kickball or being picked last for dodgeball for teams, Um, but the Lord never picks me last, and I don't know if you guys have ever experienced like the feeling that like your presence wasn't needed or your presence wasn't wanted, but like the Lord, like the good news is that the Lord loves you and the Lord has chosen you and although he doesn't need us he wants us and I can't think of a truth sweeter than that so that's why I got this little chair on my body to remind myself that he always has a seat for me at the table and his 
his desire is for me to serve him and to love him and to sit next to him and to get to know him and to spread that good news to anyone and everyone um and I think that's such a beautiful truth is just the fact that he is so inclusive in loving us even though we don't deserve it and regardless of if I have anything like to bring to the table does that make sense like God doesn't choose me because I'm qualified and as I've been studying the Bible recently it's crazy like I started crying today in my quiet time with the Lord um because it was talking about like the Lord choosing David and like how he was like the least of his brothers. Like he was the youngest and the smallest of his brothers. Um, and the Lord like told Samuel that like David was going to be the next king. And he was the least qualified by all of the world's standards, you know. And we see this pattern throughout the Old Testament and throughout scripture that like the Lord chooses these people that the world would deem as unqualified. And I just kind of sat there having read, I've been reading and studying the Old Testament. Um, and it's just crazy because it's such a pattern, you know, like Moses and like Abraham and all of these random people that the Lord chose because they loved him. You know, it wasn't because like they, they were a good speaker. Like you think about Moses and how he like expressed to the Lord, like, Lord, I am not well-spoken. Like it says, like, I'm not sure if it was necessarily that he had like a stutter or he just wasn't confident, but it's like, he said to the Lord, he was like at the burning bush, like, I'm not well-spoken. And the Lord said, like, I will qualify you in all of the ways that you are unqualified. Like, let me be your qualification. Like you do not need to be qualified. And I was just sitting there this morning reading about David being chosen. And I was like, it is absolutely incredible. Like, I can't think of I really can't think of something as incredible as the fact that the Lord doesn't choose us based on our qualifications. The Lord chooses us based on the way that he can qualify us. Um, And just because he genuinely just loves us, like there's nothing we can do to earn his love. There's nothing we can do to qualify ourselves. He qualifies us. And there's just such an element of like the pressure is being taken off of us when we remember that truth that like there's nothing I have to be. There's nothing I have to say. There's nothing I have to do to earn that love from him. He always loves us and he always chooses us and he always has a seat open for us at the table. So yeah, that was my tattoo, one of them that I got. And then that was like on my arm. And then I got another one on the back of my arm. I'm looking at it right now. Um, I got the year my mom was born. My mom is my best friend. I don't know if I've talked about that on the podcast, but like me and my mom have such a sweet and amazing and awesome relationship. And it's really been a testament to the Lord's faithfulness. Just it's crazy because in high school, you like, I feel like a lot of the times you resent your mom or your parents in general. Um, It's just the way that it goes. I feel like for the most part, like people just like fight with their moms all the time. And now I'm in college and it's like, I talk to my mom on the phone I think every day, if not every other day. And if we don't talk on the phone that day, we like text. And my mom is just such a special person to me and I just want to grow up to be her. Um, But yeah, I got the year my mom was born and I got that one in red ink, which I love red ink. I think it's super cool. And I got it in this like cool, like gothic print, which I really like. And it's like healing right now. Um, But I'm excited to see what it looks like when it's fully healed. I feel like I don't know if this is just me, but like my tattoos, I have another one with red ink. It's my little love letter. The red ink took a really long time to heal for me. I don't know if that's just like a Maddie thing or if that's a thing that like happens to other people. Um, But like the red ink just always takes a while to heal. So it's like peeling right now. So TMI, but I don't really care. Um, So yes, so that 
is my tattoo update. Um, and then I talked to you guys also about the fact that I was going to the beach on Sunday. So I worked on Saturday. Um, I'm trying to think of anything interesting I did during the week. I got the tattoos on Friday. I went with my friends Drew and Patrick. Um, and that was really fun because they got their first tattoos. Drew got a little fish in a plastic bag. It's really cute and it has something to do with like something his dad told him. So it has a really sweet sentimental message. And then Patrick got a little cowboy hat on his wrist. Um, and these are just two of my best friends, Drew and Patrick. Um, but yeah, the little cowboy hat, I think for Patrick represents um, the Taylor Swift song, Cowboy Like Me, which... Oh, I love that I have friends that respect Taylor Swift. It just really um, is so important to me. But yeah, so we all went on Friday and then I worked on Saturday. I worked from 9 to 5 and then I got off on Sunday so that I could go to the beach. But on Saturday, guys, I got my first like big tip from a bride. I got $100 in a tip, which is so crazy and exciting. And I've just been loving my new job and I love my coworkers. I love my bosses. It's just really such a fun time um, helping brides find their dresses. For those of you who don't know, I work at a bridal store. So I'm a bridal consultant and I help brides find their wedding dresses. So that was on Saturday, but I got off on Sunday and I went to the beach with my friends. It was so much fun. We drove, oh my gosh, it was a really long drive. We drove from, um, Lynchburg, Virginia, which is where I go to college to Wilmington, North Carolina, specifically Wrightsville beach. Um, and it was, I think it was a four hour, yeah, it was a four hour drive. So not that bad, but like we definitely could have gone to a closer beach, but I'd never been to Wilmington, which is weird because I am from North Carolina, um, but it was a great time. It was so much fun. We left at six. Um, like I drove with three of my friends and yeah, we got there and there were like two other cars full of groups that we went with. It was super fun. Um, me and two of my friends, went on a walk and got some smoothies. It was just a really relaxing Sunday and I really feel like I needed it, which is great because like I said, I don't know if I've mentioned this. I've definitely, I definitely have. This semester has been so much more difficult um, academics wise. And I just, I hadn't experienced that before this semester. Like I just, school hasn't been super hard for me thus far in college, but I just really feel like it's getting a lot harder. Um, I've just been having a lot more papers and like projects and assignments. Um, but thankfully, this Monday, I finished the like meat of all of this stuff. I don't know why I phrased it like that. I don't like that. Um, I finished like the majority of my stuff that's due and then I am working ahead to get all of my homework done um, for spring break, which starts, which is next week, which is so exciting. So yeah, the beach was really fun. It was cool to go to the beach with that fun little group. Um, it's just been cool hanging out with different groups of people and I really feel like I am accomplishing a goal that I set out for myself to meet new people and spend time with new people and get to know new, new people. So it was a very, very fulfilling experience and a fulfilling day. Um, but yeah, next week, this is my high, is that I'm really, really excited. Um, next week is spring break. I'm going to my roommate Liz's house. Um, not house, condo. Her family has, like, her family after she graduated, because she was, like, the youngest sibling. After they graduated, um, they 
sold their house and got a condo in New York and a condo in Amelia Island, Florida. And so we're going to be going to her condo in Amelia Island. We went there last year for spring break and it was a blast. Um, but it'll be really fun to go back because Liz was there all summer. So she like knows all the fun things to do now. Um, so it will be a great time. I'm really, really, really excited. Um, and it will just be me and my two roommates, Madeline and Liz. And we're just going to be there all week. I think we're leaving on Saturday and we're going to drive. So it's going to be a really long way. Um, but we can power through it and it will be a great time. And I'm really excited. So that's my high. And then my low has just been... I don't really know. I haven't thought through what my low is. I think it's just, I'm pretty exhausted. Um, school's been kicking my butt. And like I said, Sunday was very um, rejuvenating. But I still feel like I'm like catching up on sleep. So I need to like start going to bed earlier so that I'm able to feel like rested. Thankfully, I did like get a lot of sleep um, on like Sunday going into Monday I just like slept in after I got home from the beach so that was really nice but I still feel like I need to catch up I just feel like I'm constantly playing a game of catch up and I want to be well rested before spring break so hopefully I'll go to bed relatively early tonight we're gonna have a little bit of a, of a girls night once I finish um, recording the podcast but yeah so that's my low I've just been tired lately but enough of my rambling. I've done my highs and lows. I've caught you guys up on my life. Um, But today we're going to be talking about silence and solitude, which is a spiritual discipline. Um, So yeah, let's get into it. So what I found to be so interesting, and it's really just been a testament to the Lord nudging me in this like subject matter, is the fact that like, I kid you not guys, like I've always, like, heard of spiritual disciplines, you know, but I haven't really, like, learned a whole lot about them, but it was insane. This was, like, probably, like, a month or so ago, maybe, like, three weeks ago. I heard, I went to Campus Community, um, which is my university. We have, like, a Wednesday night church service with pastors that come in and speak to us. It was crazy because, like, I went to Campus Community and the pastor that was here, like, that week at my university spoke about silence and solitude and then that weekend I went to church and the pastor spoke about silence and solitude and this had been in the time when I was like really first starting to read the bible on my own and actually like practice it and set my alarm and wake up and it be the first thing that I do in the morning because here's my thing if I'm being completely honest with you guys I have always struggled for my entire life with reading the Bible. And I don't know if people talk about this. I don't think they talk about it enough, but reading your Bible is so hard. Like it's one thing. And I used to say, I used to justify it by saying like, you can worship the Lord in so many different ways. Like you can, I can listen to worship music and I can pray and experience the presence of the Lord. And although that's true, like, do I really have a relationship or do I really have a grounds by which I can like speak to people and talk to people about Jesus and spread the gospel and like explain to people my relationship with Jesus if I don't actually know what his word says and if I'm not actually well acquainted with his word and the answer is no and that's something that I've really just been humbled in lately is like I just kept hearing all of these messages at what like like I mentioned like at church and at campus community And it was so weird because I was like, Lord, like (laughs) it was right at the time when I was like 
starting and like practicing consistency with like waking up and reading the Bible. But it was like, I really could not hear enough about like silence and solitude. Like it was every single like time that a leader was speaking into my life, like in like, and then I think the next weekend, like there was also like a message at church and it was so funny because like I was church hopping. So like one weekend I went to one church and then the next weekend I went to another church and I heard a message on silence and solitude. So it was like campus community and then um, church and then the next church all about silence and solitude. And I was like, Lord, (laughs) like I see you. I know that you're trying to speak something into my life, but it's just been a really long journey of learning how to practice silence and solitude. Um, And Going back to in high school when I'd say that I was like saved, saved for the first time, I, I don't even, I was raised in a Christian home, but I don't even know if I can necessarily like pinpoint when I was saved for the first time because it really just always felt like a part of my life. But I feel like up until like this semester of college, I haven't really understood like what it means to actually be walking with the Lord because now I'm actually like praying with him and having a continual conversation with him throughout my day because I have been spending that time in silence and solitude. But in high school, I was in this place where like, I'm not even kidding guys. And I'm going to be super honest about this because I don't think that enough people are honest about it. Um, But my faith consisted of posting an Instagram post about a Bible verse with a long caption because I wanted people to think that I was holy. I wanted people to think that I was so, so, so close with the Lord. But like the only time that I opened my Bible was so that I could take a photo. I'm not even kidding. And this is so embarrassing to say, um, but it's true. And I just had such a superficial faith and like my walk with the Lord was purely based on attention from others and purely based on affirmation from others. And I remember I was attending this church at the time and I was serving at this church at the time. Um, and I served at this church for like a year, but I've attended it. Like I attend it when I go home. But um, a lot of the reason why I was serving at this church was because like I liked a boy at the church, not because I wanted to know the Lord or not because like my relationship with the Lord was deep. It was honestly just so appearance based and it was so like performative. And my faith was so performative for the longest time. And even honestly, up until like I would say like last year, like I feel like my faith, a lot of it has really just been like, like there would be moments where I would experience the Lord, you know, but like those moments could not happen without me posting about it. And that's really been like an idol in my life is like the idol of like trying to seem holy. And I don't know what it is. I, I mean, it is just like sin and it is just pride, but that's been like a huge part of my life for as long as I can remember. Um, but I really just could not do something spiritual without sharing. Um, And one thing that one of my friends spoke into my life this summer that started this process of like unraveling like this pride of like, I'm holy. My friend, Caitlin, um, from like, I met her in Hawaii this summer. She worked with me. For those of you who don't know, I worked at a summer camp in Hawaii. It was a Salvation Army camp this past summer. And I was there all summer and I was a camp counselor. And my friend Caitlin was like the spiritual life director. And she's just somebody who's been so influential in my faith. I think I've mentioned her on the podcast before. And I know she listens to the podcast. So hi, Caitlin, I love you. Um, But Caitlin said something that was so, so like it changed my 
entire perception about like time with the Lord and what Caitlin said to me because I it's not that like I mean I'm saying that it's every time I open my Bible but like the few times that I wouldn't post about it were because I would feel convicted about it so it's not like the Lord wasn't present in those moments like he was and there would be moments where he would convict me and be like Maddie you don't have to post this in order for it to happen you know like things and amazing things can happen in your life exciting things can happen in your life you don't have to post about it all the time and that's been something that I've really like been learning you know because just social media is such an idol in my life um but Caitlin said something to me she was like what's so amazing and honestly like contradictory about the nature of the Lord like contradictory according to our own understanding is the fact that the Lord like we get to have an intimacy with him like we get to have this deep relationship with him, this deep friendship with him. Like he is our father. And we get to spend these moments with him where he knows like the deepest parts of our soul if we let him into the deepest parts of our soul. Like that's the hope that he would be led into these deep parts of our soul. Um, but he gets to know us for who we are. Like not just the pretty parts, like the, the ugly parts, the parts that are really messy. But then there's also the flip side of the Lord where like, there's this reverence because the Lord is so holy and there's this respect and like the Bible talks about like the fear of God and like the fear of God is basically like the respect that we have of the Lord, like the respect of his holiness, the respect that we know that he could obliterate us in any moment. And what's so amazing and unique about our father and our Lord is the fact that there's both, like both exist, like this intimacy and this reverence and they exist at the same time and no other being, no other person nothing else in the world has this balance of intimacy and reverence where you know every single thing about me and we're best friends and you're my god but also like I have this deep respect for you I have this deep fear of you and when she was sharing this she was sharing this um we had like to share our testimonies over camp um and I was like so scared to share my testimony I will never forget I was so nervous I don't like speaking in front of people which is really ironic because I have a podcast but I guess it's because nobody's watching me right now um (laughs) but um we had to like share our testimonies and Caitlin was sharing this in her testimony how this is just something that the Lord's been teaching her is like this balance of this intimacy versus this reverence and how like the Lord is both at the same time and I remember thinking like if my time with the Lord is so intimate and gets to be like this special time that I get to share with him, like why would I invite the whole world into that? Like every single time that I experience something with the Lord, it doesn't have to be a moment to where I like post it on social media. And I started to just think about that. It seems like a very obvious truth, but like for me, it was like, so convicting because I was like Lord allow these intimate moments with you to be just between us like Lord please remind me that like this is special and please allow me like I don't think there's anything wrong necessarily with sharing your faith obviously social media is such a powerful tool to share the gospel that's what I'm doing right now in this podcast but um I was just really convicted and it made me have a deeper desire just hearing her share this and being convicted in her words it made me have this desire like, okay, I'm going to try this out. Um, this was in Hawaii. So like I started and I tried and there would be like a few days where like I would I would be strong and I would be reading my Bible and I would be learning. Um, and then there would be like a month where I just didn't pick up my Bible. And then I would try again and then I just wouldn't pick up my Bible. But I started reading my Bible again. And um, I would say this is in like January. I started reading more consistently 
consistently. And I remember this is like how inconsistent and inconsistent it was. Um, I remember I would read my, like I would read like various chapters. Like I started, I was reading in the New Testament. I was reading Psalms. I was reading Ecclesiastes. Um, I was reading letters that Paul wrote, um, like first Corinthians, second Corinthians, Ephesians, reading all of those, um, last year. And then I started in Genesis, um, last year and I picked up my Bible again in January. And I know Genesis is like a pretty long book. It's not super long, but like I also was reading at a very slow pace. So I would read like a chapter or two a day. Like I was reading at a very slow pace and there's nothing wrong with that. I was trying to like digest it. But I also like when you're reading at a slower pace, you definitely should still spend that time in the word. Like I was spending like 15 minutes reading the word of God. Um, And after hearing like there's nothing wrong with spending just 15 minutes in the word of God. But I feel like for me, I felt so convicted in this in what Caitlin had shared and just hearing about like how it should be so intimate and how like how can you be like I've mentioned this in the podcast before but like how can you grow in your relationship with somebody if you're not spending time with them then I started to apply that more to my faith and started to feel more convicted in so many areas and then like I said like this was all happening at the same time like I was connecting these dots like Caitlin said this over the summer and then I get to school and then these pastors are like sharing the the same message over and over again and I was like okay Lord I clearly see that you're trying to show me that like what you desire is a relationship with me that's so much deeper than the relationship that I've had with you before that has been so performative for others and I was like Lord I surrender like I'm giving you this time and I started reading again and I mentioned all that like to say like I'd been reading Genesis and I was literally only in Exodus. Like I was starting from the beginning and I was only in Exodus in January um, since like literally the year before. Like because I just had been so inconsistent and I hadn't been walking with him in that way and giving up that time to him. And it's crazy because I think about the fact that the Lord gives us 24 hours a day. And it's so selfish of me to say that I don't have enough time for him when he's given all he's given me all the hours all of these hours are a gift and I can't sit with him for an hour I can't sit with him for fill in the blank with how much time you spend with the Lord but like it was just so convicting to me like Lord why do I give you my spare time why don't I give you the very first the very first of my day like why don't I start my day off with you and it really just came to the fact that like I just prioritized anything else over the Lord. Like the Lord just took my scraps and I gave him my scraps. And I was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to change this now. And so then in January, I started waking up. This this is how I started doing it. I started setting my alarm um, in the mornings and waking up in the mornings. My alarm either goes off at 6 or not 6. What am I saying? Oh, my gosh. My alarm either goes off at 730 or 8 every day depending on when I go to bed, I like to start my day off early. And I started realizing like, Lord, like I can't just sleep in and like, like I, if I want to prioritize you, I have to start actually like waking up earlier so that I can spend this time with you. Like it can't just be that like I wake up at the normal time that I wake up and then like hope that I have time once I'm done getting ready. And so then I decided like, okay, I'm going to wake up earlier I'm going to sit and read my Bible before I do anything else. Like, this is what I want to do to start my day off 
on the right foot. And I don't think there's any like specific time that the Lord tells us like, this is when you should read your Bible during the day. Like it doesn't like matter. But for me, I found that reading my Bible at the beginning of my days starts my day off and reminds me like what the real purpose of my life is. Um, And so I've been sitting in silence and in solitude and I'll get into more about like how that applies obviously to reading your Bible. Um, But I've been sitting in silence and solitude for an hour, an hour and a half every day since January, like since I got back to school for second semester. And I can't even tell you guys how crazy it's been to see the way that the Lord has transformed my heart. And I'm not saying that from a posture of pride. I'm saying that in hopes that it encourages somebody else to start giving that time to the Lord because it really does change your life. If you're sitting with him and you're praying to him and you're communicating with him, you start to see him in everything. And it's crazy. I mentioned this, but it's like there have been seasons of my life where I literally could not see the Lord in anything. And I was just so distraught with asking the Lord, like, God, like, whenever it was convenient for me, you know, like, whenever I needed something, I'd be like, God, like, why aren't you, for example, one thing that I want, that I've been praying for specifically over and over again is like, Lord, reveal to me where you want me to go. Um, Because I've always felt a distinct calling on my life to live internationally. So over, like, whenever I remembered it, I'd be like, Lord, like, I'm still waiting for you to tell me when. But like, How different is it when you're praying every single day and asking the Lord every single day and giving that up to the Lord every single day? Like, hi, Lord, like I I'm available. Let me know where you want me to go, (laughs) like whenever you want me to go. Um, And just like saying that to him every single day and praying that to him every single day and communicating that to him every single day that here I am, Lord, send me. Um, communicating that over and over again and just like the power of repetitive prayers and the power of like communicating with the Lord has been just in- insane and it's like there would be times like I said in my life where I just couldn't see the Lord in anything and now I just see him in everything because I start my day off with communicating with him and I start my day off with praying for the people that I love praying for the people that I'm walking with praying for different situations in my life that like I've in the past have just said that I'm praying over, but now I'm actually praying over and now I'm actually petitioning it to the Lord. And it's been so convicting to realize like how many times have I told somebody that I'm praying for them um, just in an effort to make myself look good and then forget to pray, you know? Um, but it's been so transformative. Um, I've actually created like a running list on my phone. So like when there's a situation or when there's a person that comes to my mind or the Lord reveals them to me or somebody literally just asks me like, can you pray for me? I've just added them to this running list in my phone and I've just been petitioning for those people on behalf of those people to the Lord. And that's been incredible. And it was just very, very convicting um, to like start doing that and realize that I hadn't been actually like stewarding those requests or like those when the Lord's putting somebody in my mind like I haven't been stewarding that as well as I possibly could so back on the topic um the title of this episode obviously silence and solitude that is a spiritual discipline and you might be wondering what is a spiritual discipline I'm gonna read you guys a list of some of them um to kind of explain like what they are um some examples of spiritual discipline in the bible are meditation prayer fasting Um, fellowship, journaling, 
um, stewardship, submission, and obedience, study, evangelism, contemplation, confession, solitude, gratitude, self-examination, silence. And there's so many more and there's different sources that um, like give different examples of some spiritual disciplines. But a big one that is evident in the Bible um, is silence and solitude. And like I said, there's different sources that like um, differentiate like certain things as spiritual disciplines and certain things as not. But silence and solitude is one that is repeated over um, and over in the Bible as well as on these um, biblical sources that I found. But there are examples of Jesus displaying silence and solitude in the Bible. Um, And if we are to model our lives after Jesus, and if Jesus is to be the ultimate example of like how we should live our lives, like he lived a perfect life. He did, he was a man without any sin. Like he was fully man and fully God, yet he did not sin. Um, And there are some examples in the Bible of the Lord explaining like the importance of silence and solitude through various situations. So the first one that I want to share with you guys is in Luke 5, 15 through 16. And it says, yet the news about him spread all the more so that the crowds of people came to hear him to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. And that is like I could not think of a more perfect biblical example of like what silence and solitude like looks like is it's like withdrawing to lonely lonely places to pray Um, even though like all of these people were seeking the Lord the Lord like went alone went somewhere to confine with the Lord went somewhere to um, communicate with his heavenly father. And that's something that we are also called to do. So whether it looks like for me, it looks like waking up earlier in the morning and like setting my alarm. I wake up at like 7.30 or 8 every day um, so that I have that time that I'm able to commit to the Lord and I have that time, even though it sometimes will feel inconvenient. If the Lord gives me 24 hours in a day, the least I can do is to give him one. Um, So that's been my like lonely, quiet place that I've been praying is like, on the floor in my living room and that can look different for you like there's no specific time that the Lord tells us in the scriptures that we are to pray and we are to commune with him um it just says that we should practice silence and solitude and then another verse that I want to share with you guys is first kings 19 11 through 13 and it says the Lord said go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord for the Lord is about to pass by then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? And I find this to be so powerful because the Lord didn't come in, in the ways in which Elijah expected him to come. Like he didn't come in the wind. He didn't come in the earthquake. He didn't come in the thunder. He didn't come in the fire. Like he didn't come in all of the loud, powerful, mighty ways that like we would think that the Lord would come. Like the Lord came in a gentle whisper. And a lot of the times, like recently, I've just been thinking in like as I've been sharing in these various ways in which the Lord has made it abundantly clear to me that like this is something he's calling me to is to practice the spiritual discipline of silence and solitude. It's just been like, Maddie, like even if I am speaking to you and Maddie, even if I am revealing and answering these prayers that you're praying to me, like, are you even quiet enough to listen? 
Are you even giving me the space to speak into your life? And that's just something that I've been hearing the Lord like communicate to me is like, do you give me the space to speak into your life? You're asking me to direct your life. Like you're saying that that's what you want, but are you listening? Are you giving me the opportunity to do so? And for the longest time, like I wasn't, I wasn't giving the Lord space to speak into my life. I wasn't, I, I was so greedy with the hours that he's given to me. Um, and that's just been so convicting. But I also want to share with you guys that spiritual disciplines are a sign of sanctification. And basically what sanctification is, is it's a very big word for a very simple meaning of like to be being like being made more holy. And what it looks like is like when you accept Jesus Christ into your life, like when you become a Christian, when you become a Christ follower and you believe and you confess that like, Jesus, I believe that you died and rose from the dead in order to save me and forgive me all of, of all of my sins and I want to live forever in eternity with you. What that looks like after you accept Jesus to be the Lord over your life and you surrender to him, um, the process of sanctification begins and that means that you are being made more holy and as you're walking hand in hand with the Lord, these spiritual disciplines are going to naturally start coming as a sign that you are being made more holy and if the Holy Spirit is in your heart once you have been saved and once salvation has occurred um, and is active in your life, um, you will be being made more holy and all of these spiritual disciplines are just like signs that you are walking with the Lord. And so like these things will happen if you are walking with the Lord. And is I can't think of any more evidence in my life that like I have not been walking with the Lord and the fact that like I haven't practiced a lot of these spiritual disciplines up until this past semester. And that's been so convicting and um, has really shared with me, like, I can say that I'm a Christian, but like, where's the evidence? Because like, if I look at my life up until this point, like I've been doing all the quote unquote right things. Like I don't, I don't party. Like I don't, like all these stereotypical Christian things. Like you look at the outside of my life it lo- and I post the Bible verses and I do all the right things. And it's like, then I look at the actual fruit in my life and in my walk with the Lord like am I actually reading the Bible up until this past semester no am I actually praying and consistently communicating with the Lord no and so it's like have I actually like I can like I said it's hard for me to pinpoint the exact moment when in which I was saved but I can definitely pinpoint the exact moment in when I started actually walking with the Lord and I would say that is literally this past semester um just because I've started to actually like discipline myself and practicing the spiritual discipline and that like I would become more close in communing with the Lord and it's been life-changing and I also want to share with you guys something that a friend spoke into my life the other day um my friend Jess is very wise I don't I think she listens to this podcast so hi Jess I think you're so awesome and so wise um but my friend Jess actually went with the group that I went with to the beach on Sunday and we were in the car on the way back from the beach, um, back to Lynchburg, Virginia. And we were having one of those like conversations that just seems to cover every single topic imaginable. Um, and she was sharing something that has completely transformed my life. I feel like <laughs> since she said it on Sunday, um, I'm going to pull it up in my notes cause I actually wrote it down. Um, but she was sharing basically how like Um, something that a lot of us struggle with and something that she was saying that she's been learning is like the importance of sharing something with the Lord 
and with the Lord before we share with other people. And that sounds like, like, yeah, if you're walking with the Lord, obviously you're going to talk to the Lord about things, but that includes the things that you're frustrated with. That includes the things that you're upset with. And I think a lot of the times, like when I am overcome by emotion, like last week we talked about emotion, when I'm overcome by emotion and when I'm experiencing something difficult, a lot of the times I run to my friends to be my comfort. I run for my, I run to my friends for advice and I don't often like pray as soon as something upsetting happens to me. Um, I, I usually go to my friends cause I want like their advice. And a lot of the times, like they're going to tell me, they're not going to tell me like, obviously like my friends, I surround myself with people that do love the Lord and are walking with the Lord. And I have certain people that I ask for advice and cer- certain people that I don't ask for advice. It's just a differentiation between like, who is my wise counsel? Who is my iron? Who are these trusted individuals that I know? Um, I can like ask them these spiritual questions, but like, am I actually asking the Lord before I'm going to those select people? Like, it's a good thing to have those select people, but am I, am I actually going to the Lord first? And for the most part, for me, like, no, especially when I'm overcome by emotion, like, I want to go to my friends first. I don't think to pray. But I want to read what I wrote that she um, said. Like, I just, like, copied this down in my notes. But um, the question, like, am I talking to God about it before I'm talking to others? And I think for me, like one thing that I've also been learning and being convicted in is like a lot of the times one of the things that I struggle with is gossip and I struggle with talking about situations. I struggle with talking about pain um, and then I'll say something my, like I'm my lips are loose. Like I'll say something and then I'm like, oh, probably shouldn't have said that. Um, and so I've just been asking the Lord like, Lord, please allow me to think before I speak more often and please allow the words that I say to be a reflection of you, not a reflection of me. But in that, I think one way that I can practically change that and practically work on that is to use like prayer and talking with the Lord about these difficult situations. Maybe it's something that's frustrating me. Maybe that's something, maybe it's something that's disappointing me. And the Holy Spirit and praying with the Holy Spirit, that can be a filter by which I talk to God about it and then I talk to others. Um, so I wrote down like, is someone sneaking onto the throne where God should be because I'm talking to them about it before God? If I'm talking to somebody else about something before I'm going to the Lord, it indicates that that person, what that person has to say about the subject is more important than what my heavenly father can say about a subject and what my heavenly father can speak to me about a subject. I feel like a lot of the times, like, I think like, oh, like prayer, like it takes a lot of time and sometimes it does, but like, you never know. Like, I feel like I just underestimate like the presence of God in my life by not going to him first about things right when they happen. Um, and then, yeah, so I wrote like, is someone sneaking onto the throne where God should be because I'm talking to them about it before God. And then I wrote down, she said this, like the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So much, so often I forget that like my flesh, what my flesh wants to do is go to my friend who will give me advice. A lot of the times, um, it will be what I want to hear because we're both fallen. And then like the spirit is so willing and I forget that the spirit is so willing and I forget that God is always listening. And I forget that like, he is my father and he wants to hear these things that I'm struggling with. He wants to hear my pain. He wants to hear my hurt. Maybe it's even something exciting. Like, am I sharing my excitement with the Lord? Um, is he being that filter? And I said to Jess, I was like, as she was like talking about this, I was like, that's so cool. Cause it's kind of like a filter. It's kind of like a vent. Am I like one way that I can prevent myself from going into situations with bitterness, one way I can prevent myself from going into situations with anger and with hurt and speaking through anger and hurt is to pray about it first. 
and a lot of the times, like if I'm talking to God about it and allowing the Lord to speak into my heart over a situation where I might not be reacting incredibly amazingly at first, I pray about it and then it changes the way that I'm like perceiving the situation the lord gives me clarity on it then when i actually do have that conversation with the person that i might be having conflict with i'm able to speak through the vent or through the filter um of the holy spirit like i've already talked to god about it i've already made god acquainted with the situation and i think a lot of the times i think it's i don't really need to pray about it because god god already knows it happens or god already knows that it happened but i think there is something to be said about like actually talking to God about it even though he knows that it happened um but like giving that up to him through my words and saying like Lord this just happened it sucks it hurt my feelings and then he will soften my heart the more that I communicate with him about it so that when I actually do have that conversation with that person that I'm able to speak through the vent speak through the filter of the Holy Spirit I also wrote down um kind of a summary of what I just said like the Holy Spirit should be the very first filter by which my thoughts go through before I seek wise counsel from those that I trust And I just found that to be so powerful, especially when it comes to silence and solitude, because like silence and solitude can look like reading my Bible, like I said, for an hour in the morning and praying to the Lord in the morning and keeping a tally of the people that I said that I would pray for and I'm actually praying for them. But silence and solitude can also look like constantly communicating with the Lord throughout my day and constantly using the Holy Spirit and communicating with the Holy Spirit on a consistent basis throughout my day so that if something is frustrating with frustrating me, like God is my friend, like God is my good shepherd. I'm able to talk to him about something first before I go and gossip about it. Like I'm able to talk to him about something first before I go into a situation where I might be leading with bitterness, where I might be leading with anger. Um, and that was just like life changing to me. I heard her say that and I was like, it sounds like such an obvious truth, but like I don't implement that in my daily life. Like I don't go to the Lord first a lot of the times because I don't think that he's going to be fast enough in answering my prayer. I don't think that he's going to be listening. But if I know what I know about God and I believe what I know about God, then I know that he's present. I know that he's listening and I know that he answers prayers and I know that he still works miracles. And the God of the Bible is still the God that I serve today. Um, But I just found that to be so absolutely life-changing and like, It's just been so incredible to see the ways in which like talking to God consistently and sharing with God consistently has changed my life. Like I said, it's been in the past, it's been hard to see him in things and now I just see him in everything because I'm devoting that time to him and I'm giving that time to him. And like I said, um, when I started reading my Bible again in January, I started in Exodus and I hadn't gotten past exodus in like the year in which i started from the beginning um but now i'm in first samuel and it's just been so exciting to see the ways in which like the lord like has changed my motivation for reading his word and i think i talked about this on the podcast before but like you really can pray for motivation because I don't think like it's like it said, like the flesh is weak in that quote that Jess said, like the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. My flesh tells me I don't have time to read the Bible. My flesh tells me I'm too tired. My flesh tells me this doesn't fit in my schedule. 
But what the truth is, is that the Spirit is willing and the Spirit is going to empower me. And I've just been praying over and over again, like, Lord, even when I don't want to open my Bible, even when it feels too difficult to process through this, even when it feels like I don't understand these big words, like, Lord, I know that you're more powerful. Lord, I know that you will empower me. And I've just been praying for motivation. I've been praying for deeper understanding. And that's something that we get to ask the Lord. You don't have to rely on your own understanding. Like, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, like, I'm not qualified to follow him, but the Lord, like, qualifies me through himself. Um, And it's just been, like, life-changing. And I, again, I don't say all of this to say that, like, I am holy. I've said throughout this podcast that, like, the majority of my life I've been living a false um, faith. And I've just been expressing a false faith, a faith that is performative and a faith that has been literally just for the applause of others and now I feel like I'm finally experiencing what true faith looks like and in that way I feel almost like a little baby Christian because here I am like actually starting to practice this spiritual discipline at the age of 21 and doing it just for myself um, and doing it just like for the glory of the Lord and not for the glory of myself um, and not doing it for any type of applause Um, but it's been completely transformative and I want to encourage you guys like I wanted to talk about this today because it's been so evident in my life but also because I know so many people do struggle with it and don't talk about it and this is new to me reading my bible consistently is new to me and if you are listening to this right now and that's not something that you actively practice let's learn it together and let's practice it together and let's be on this journey together it's never too late to start following the Lord it's never too late to start practicing those spiritual disciplines and asking the Lord to motivate us because I could never do this based on my flesh like I have to do this according to his will and according to his motivation that he places in my heart but yeah that is today's episode I love you guys and I hope that this was in any way beneficial I hope that this was in any way edifying I've learned so much from the people around me that have spoken encouragement into me and have been able to speak into the situation rather like whether they know it or not like Jess when she shared that with me I doubt that she knew that it was something that I needed to hear and I doubt that she knew that it would end up in the podcast um and my friend Caitlin over the summer when she shared that with me like I doubt that she knew that like I would still be learning something similar to that like months down the line like it's now like what like March and I still feel like that's something that like is playing an active role in my faith as like the reverence and the intimacy of our relationship with the Lord and how that gets to be such a special thing. But I love you guys and I'm walking with you guys in this and I by no means have it all figured out. Um, But thank you guys so much for listening um, to this week's episode and thanks for learning alongside me. As always, um, my social medias are in the description box. Make sure to follow the podcast Instagram if you guys want to be up to date on all things influence-ish. And follow my personal Instagram. Follow any of my social medias if you want to. Um, But we will chat next week on that next episode of Influence-ish. But I love you guys. Have an amazing rest of your week. You are loved. You are beautiful. You are chosen. The Lord has a seat at the table for you. You're invited. I think that's the word. You're invited. Um, But you're worthy. You're beautiful. You're awesome. I'm going to be repetitive, but I love you guys, and we will chat next week. Bye.